talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. We're talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. Boxing. Just absolutely boxing. y'all what's going on welcome back to the just absolutely boxing podcast my name is combo breaker 99 it's your boy boxing p and p we are we, we in for the 60th round bro this is episode 60 right here yeah, man, man. We, we we 60 deep man still, how you feeling man i'm feeling good man we still still fighting you we know still, we're still in there we still fight you fighting know, we untouched um, <clears throat> no knockdowns yet yeah not yet <laughs> <laughs> But um, we got a we got a good episode here. We want to do for y'all. This uh, this was gonna be like a Fourth of July special, you know. Uh, we still call it that because uh, what we're gonna do is just kind of dive into some real boxing history. Uh, it's actually real American history. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know, it's, this to is a piece honest, of history. Yeah, you know, it's um, a piece of history, American history. I feel like it's a lot of history that not a not a lot of people really want to recognize. Mm-hmm. You know, even boxing fans, I don't feel like they talk about it enough because. I just feel like it was a, it was a time when the country, well, the country's still the same way, but this is that dark history that the country don't want to get on, you know, a lot of right. the times, you know, even boxing fans, but just want to talk about in the year 1910 on the 4th of July, you know, Jack Johnson, he faced off with uh, Jim Jeffries, one of the biggest heavyweight fights in, you know, in the world, you know, even today, like I said, it still holds a lot of. And in and, 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 and history of the sport, that got to be the most important match of all time of all time that's why they called it yeah. the uh, fight of the century yeah you know because yeah. uh but even in this century, even in this yeah. century because you know yeah I mean? even in this century it's mm. a timeless fight no other fight had the type of history and reaction and you know meant more for our people or black man than this fight right here exactly exactly man like this fight, I feel like it just, like even when I was talking to you about the other day, I just felt like it really opened a lot of doors, you know, not just for back then, but, you know, even what we see today in, in boxing. Because, you know, like Jack Johnson, you know, not only did he like bring like a new style to the fighting game, you know, not just brawling like a lot of bare knuckle fighters used to do mm-hmm. that they brought into the glove game. They were actually, you know, going head to head, but he was actually bringing in more of a defensive style. You know, more of a faint, a little bit of a pre-Ropadope, you know, mm-hmm. you know, pre-Ali. And, you know, he also kind of brought in entertainment in and out of the ring. Right. And like I said before, Ali, you know, he was the guy that kind of de- demanded that spotlight. Right. You know, he was the guy that 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 had to have that presence, you know, he, in the ring. And, you know, I feel like he he spoke with the words and he used his hands, too. Right. You know, um, he definitely was. I'm not even going to say before his time, he was just, um, he was just a black man in America. And it's, it's certain things is just in our lineage and in our blood to do. I mean, you're talking about a man in the height of the Jim Crow laws who was dating white women at, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Waiting for her coats. Yeah. Mouth mouth full of gold teeth. Full of gold, yeah. You know. Before um, Floyd. Yeah, before, before any, all any these, rapper, you know, any anybody. Guy, you know, yeah. I mean, we talking about yeah. in the early 1900s, this guy was doing all this. But I'm just saying in the time where, you know, people were blatantly getting killed. This man was dating white women, you know, on Front Street, not hiding. Mm-hmm. Not hiding it, you know. And, and dating them in a bunch. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't one. He would be known to walk around with two or three of them at a time or whatever. But just for a black man in that time to have that type of courage and that heart and that bravado to do some of the things that this man did. And for him to survive that, at, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, there's is, a lot of guys, you know. I mean, they had guns back then. Guns, they, could, yeah. they, they couldn't beat him, but they easily could have blew his head off. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So for him to, you know be able to, you know, live through that is is absolutely um amazing. So I mean the guy's just something to marvel at even today. You and, know what I'm and saying? And like what you were saying too, like you can't really say he was a guy, you know, before his time. He was just a man that was tired of the bullshit. Right. You know, he was just like, right. Y'all wanna do this, I should be able to do this too. Absolutely. You know? and, and, and 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 mind you, at this time it was in the rules that a black man couldn't fight for a world the, title. Yeah, the world you title. Fight for a world you title. Know, this was in the rules. This wasn't just you know politics. This mm-hmm. was in the rules. So you know that's what I say. I mean, at the time where all this was going on, a black man still rose to the top, and that's just something that we have to look at and pay respect to, and um, take it for motivation, inspiration, man. I mean, he was doing this stuff in the nineteen. I mean, just like I say, fur, fur coats, fashion, fur coats, custom design suits, cars, you, you know, know yeah. yeah. And I say sports cars, sports you cars. know. And everybody remember the story where, you know, he liked to drive fast and he got pulled over, so the cop gives him a ticket. So you mm-hmm. know, he gives him like, I think he gives him like a hundred dollars. You know, well, way over the ticket price it was like you keep the change. You know, yeah. like, that's the kind of. That's the kind of bravado he walked with, you right? Know? Yeah, yeah, and and even on that story, you know, that's probably was another one that he got the speeding ticket and he just paid the cop twice. He said, "Cause I'm coming back." Because he coming back the same through. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, yeah. uh, you're talking about in the early 1900s where they, they they were killing black people blatantly. You know, mm-hmm. this man was walking around doing the things that you know he we, did is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And um. Like you said, not being able to fight for a world title, you know, that that right there for a man like him, he just wasn't going to stand for. Right. So, like, in 1903, he was able to fight for what they called the World Color Heavyweight Champion, you know, heavyweight champion, you know, so they had to break it down that way for him. So <laughs> he was able to win that title. But even after he won that title back in 1904, Jim Jeffries, he was a champion at the time. So, you know, story was that. Jack Johnson, he went to his bar, you know, and approached him and was like, look, I'm calling you out. I want to fight. But Jim Jeffries answer at the time was, you ain't going to bring in no numbers. You know, you ain't a name. There's no need for me to fight you because, you know, ain't nobody going to want to see that fight. That was his answer. And just kind of looking back on that, that's kind of like your predate for the what we call ducking. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. every time you hear somebody say, oh, this guy ain't going to bring this and that to the table, that's their words for ducking. You yeah. know, he was clearly ducking it. They've been doing that doing that since the early 1900s, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, you might not say he was clearly ducking because maybe he was scared of him, but he 
I think he was scared of him, but it was just the fact that they didn't want there to be a black heavyweight champion, you know? Uh, absolutely. And that's how strong the racism was. Whenever you didn't even want to take a black man to the ring and say I could beat him down in front of a white audience, but you don't even want to give him the opportunity to get in the ring to say he fought for a world title, absolutely. you know? And, and, like, and, and you talking about during the time where the heavyweight champ was was literally the baddest man on the planet. You were the best fighter yeah. in the world. So, um, you know that's a, that's a big platform to give a brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but um, they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't, they couldn't keep us. They yeah, could, they couldn't yeah, stop yeah, us yeah. from coming. They couldn't keep us back. You know, we was coming and um, like like I think it was Richard Pryor said. He said as long as uh. It's poverty in America. It's going. It's, it's going to be some black champions, something like that, yeah. you know. Because we that's yeah. one thing we not do is fight. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, you gotta fight. Huh? Um, but like I say, you know, um, it was just amazing the stuff that he did and the, uh, you know, character that he was able to um portray back in those times and get away with it, man. It's um amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, man. And like looking at how long a frame it took for him to actually get a shot at the heavyweight title. It took him almost four or five years before he actually got that world title. And he had to go to Sydney, Australia to beat um, Tommy Burns. Mm -hmm. He was able to stop him to actually become the world heavyweight championship champion. And of course, when he came back, did he get any, you know, did he get any accolades for that? Was he rewarded for that? When he came back and brought the title back, he was seen as the villain, man. You know, and crazy. That, and like I say, that kind of relates to the day in some situations. You know, you might have a black champion that you're not really a, a fan of, so you kind of just want him to be the villain, you know? Right. You, you find something to make him to be a villain, you know? Right. Like, if you look at Jack Johnson, he he just wanted to fight. He just wanted to win the belt. Mm-hmm. He wins it. He comes back. He's seen it as the villain. Right. You know, they draw... They draw those mockeries, you know, the cartoons, a little. Yeah, that's another thing I wanted to touch yeah. on a little bit. Just you know, people got to realize too. I mean, this Needed. man was the the world heavyweight world champion, but I mean, he was dealing with a very very racist media at the time, you know, and um, they didn't portray him in any type of glorious or glamorous yeah way. You know, he was made fun of. You know, like you said, I'm. Racial, racially, just some offend, real, yeah, yeah offensive things, yeah, racially just, charged yeah, drawings, yeah, you know, exactly, you know, all kinds of just stuff that you know will belittle the man. And it was, um, I mean, you got to think about it. And he's the heavyweight champion of the world. He got the crown jewel, and the media, uh, you know, is making fun of him. So it's just like you don't really get to fulfill that full, you, you know, you don't because like, especially today and back then, media. It's one of the most powerful things, powerful influences on people, you know, the mass media. So the way they portray the biggest reward in in the sport of boxing, the heavyweight champion, that's how people are going to look at it. You know, like whenever it was Jim Jeffries, he was seen as the most superior athlete on in the world because that's how they drew him. Mm -hmm. And that's how they that's how they spoke on him. You know, the author, uh, Jack London, he wrote this book. They used to want us to read to school and call Call of the Wild. He was a racist as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, he was one of the the biggest parts of his propaganda and in building him up as as this the superior fighter. And you know right. how the championship should only be of the white race. So him being him having a you know 
an alliance in that it was just kind of like this is what we always going to be used to. So whenever somebody like Jack Johnson comes along, they they portray him in this picture, you know, mm-hmm. and draw him like a monkey, draw him in these com- comical pictures. So that's how so many years ancestry, you know, goes down. That's how they kind of portray they, their champions anytime it's a black champions to villain, you know? Right, 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 right. Still to the day, um, it's just um, an unfortunate thing. But, you know, if a guy, if a, if a black man can rise to the occasion during these times and dealing with all this adversity, I mean... It's no stopping anybody, you know, not just yeah. like man, any man, you any know, it's man. no stopping yeah, anybody, any now, you know yeah. what I mean? But we just, you know, speaking on, you know, a time when the Jim Crow laws were at the height, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it, it was racism. It was black and white. It was, it was all black and white then, you, you know, know yeah. um, during this time when um, Jack Johnson was around. So, um, so when Jack, he, uh, like I said, when he, when Jack, he first won the title. Is another thing that a lot of fighters can, you know, take a look at. He defended the title four times in one year. Mm-hmm. You know, he was staying active, but he still wanted that one fight. And uh, the media, um, <coughs> the media, along with uh, Jim Jeffries, they finally got him to come out of, you know, his his retirement. He was retired for like maybe five or six years. So mm-hmm. they finally got him to come out because he said the main reason he wanted to do this was to show superior Superior, superiorness of the the white athlete that he's still the best. All right. So what he was going to do was get in shape, come back, take the title from Jack Johnson. Yeah, because they said that dude weighed like three hundred. He pounds. weighed three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. he was like a hundred. Yeah, he became like a fight. farmer. Yeah, so. and he was just gone for for the longest time. So yeah, he he it wasn't like he was staying in shape right. in his off season. He was actually you know bulking up, gaining yeah. weight. So you know, in that time that time period, like. They finally settled, came up with negotiations like 1909, and that's whenever he decided to come out of retirement to fight him. But uh, I think the negotiations was 75% to the winner and 25% to the loser. But uh, Jack, he wanted to be 50-50. But, of course, Jim Jefferson said, let's make it 60-40, you know, 60 to the winner, 40 to the loser. Of course, they went with that. And even back then, you know, this was going to be like the biggest event, so – they were actually going to play this in the theater the day after. So, you know, they, they set up cameras and made this like a whole big film because it was billed as fight of the century. Mm-hmm. So, of course, film rights, Jim Jeffries, he gets like 60-some thousand dollars. Of course, Jack Johnson, he gets the lower end. Of he course. gets like 50000 So, and again, you know, this kind of one of those situations like, especially back then, you know, you're going to get kind of to get dealt that, that lower end, but that's mm-hmm. kind of your, your chance. I think a lot of champions can learn from sometimes it might not be about race it just might be about popularity like today you might be getting more money because he might be getting more money because he's popular but you might get the lesser end but you might have to take that to prove that you're the best you know mm-hmm. you know there's situations like that today so All right going into that you know jack he went on agreed to that so their promoter originally they were supposed to have the fight in uh, california but you know, at the time, California, they they wanted. They said they were trying to ban boxing, and a lot of states felt like there was going to be race riots, which they were anyway. <laughs> so they were trying to ban fight the fight in some other states. So, of course, it was agreed on in uh, Reno, Nevada. And um, that that's kind of like where it all started for you mm-hmm. know for yep. for uh for Vegas for baby. Vegas man. Mm-hmm. 
But um, actually looking at the fight, man, a lot of people, like I said, they, they really feel like Jim Jeffries, he was going to go in there and prove, you know, prove everybody that he was the best, that he was the best boxer. But and he did come down and say he, he dropped down with like 210, I want to say 220. Yeah, they said he dropped about 100 pounds. He dropped about yeah. 100 pounds, but the type of fighter he was from round one, they said compared to Jack Johnson, it was just like a whole different style from what he's seen before, you know. <laughs> He came straight in, like they said, bull, trying to go straight at Jack. You know, Jack was more cautious. Right. You know, working his jab, finding his range. Anytime he would go in there, he would work him in the clinches. You know, stuff that people didn't even know about yet, you know, mm-hmm. kind of tying people up, you know. And they said down by round six, uh, Jim Jefferson, he was already getting kind of, you know, exhausted, just kind of wearing himself out from not being able to hit anything. And, you know, Jack Johnson – Tying him up a little bit, working him, talking to him in his ear a little bit, you know, you know, talk, you know, talking junk, yeah, talking junk, you know, kind of working him a little bit there, and uh, down, down by like round seven, they said that's where with Jack Johnson, he really started to open up on him, you know, he started to kind of let his hands go a little bit more and started to really bust him up, mm. but you know, like I said, the style of Jim Jeffries was kind of tailor made for him, you know, yeah. he didn't really have anything that could that could beat him. Especially, like I said, that the, the the shape that he was in, or whatever they felt that was that made him the superior athlete, that that was something Jack Johnson. He was he was up here. He was right. levels above. Right. You know, that's when you kind of started finding out about levels. You know, yeah. in the whole sport. So, using his IQ, he was just able to take him apart all the way from round 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. <laughs> 15. 15 rounds of a 45-round fight down 45, to that. 40, 45-rounder. Yeah. Going 15, that's a, that's enough you to say, but they mean? still had 30 more rounds to go. How how how, how did they – it's just like you even got to marvel or something like that, Ant. Yeah. How, how was that possible? 45 rounds? 45 rounds. 45-round wow. fight. And they, they went at least 15 of the rounds before finally – you know, Jack Johnson hit him with a combination and dropped him. He couldn't yeah. even get up. Man. Yeah, that was the first time he had been dropped, too. First Jeffries time he'd been dropped. In his yeah. career, so um, it was just... And dealt his first loss. Yeah, it know? was just a, a a total victory for for our people, man. And um, it's something that... Like, you don't really hear too much about in history. People didn't realize all this stuff was going on with this fight. They said, you know, round 15... When you know Jack Johnson dropped him, it was dead silence. Mm-hmm. You know, it was no cheers, no it was just silence. Like the world couldn't believe it. It was mm-hmm. in shock, you know. And um, and then you know the aftermath, you know the yeah. aftermath. Yeah, you the, know um, the aftermath. Yeah, that's something that was like a lot of things people don't hear about. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like race riots broke out anyway. They said they they said the the venue had thirty thousand people. You know, it was black and white, but, you know, they said it was just like chaos. They said that they were going to ban alcohol. Shit, you didn't even need alcohol. You know, the people were going crazy anyway. Even people who weren't at the fight. You know, there were riots everywhere because there was uh, reports of some young black men that were cheering for Jack Johnson. They were killed. Or killed, yeah. You know, dudes on trains that were cheering for him, they were killed. From what I read, it was 26 reported deaths from Beaton's gun gunshots and lynchings 26 
black people died because a black man won a fight. I mean, where they do that at? at? Where they do that at, man? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's just part of history, just knowing that, I mean, think. This was a great accomplishment for, you know, a black man in America. But at what cost? Mm -hmm. At what cost? And 26 people lost their lives. Lost their lives because um, Jack Johnson, you know, defeated Jim Jeffries. And um, it just really lets you see how much history and how deep this fight is. And it happened on the 4th of July. Yep. You know, a day when we were still slaves. I mean, exactly. You know, exactly. Um, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's just we had, we had to cover this fight because it was, it's a lot of history and um, a lot of stuff that's still going on today. Yeah, and you know? and you know, like we say, this nineteen ten Fourth of July, it was like a war for our independence. You know what I right. mean? Right. You know, it, it was something that actually provoked a war here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. As many people say, okay, you fight in Britain, you fight in all these other countries, you fight in, in Native Americans, whatever. But, you know, there's a war right here going right on now, you know, in your own country, you know. Right. So it's like, and it's still the unspoken war that a lot of people don't ever talk about, right. you know, because it's, it's never really like a full out war the same right. way. But to me, yeah, this fight was just like one of those fights you had to mention because there was so much riding on it in the ring and out of the ring, out you know. Which sometimes, when you think about it for a whole race to just push one man and try to live through him is kind of foolish just to kind of say he's the best, you know, yeah, it's and he foolish, makes man. us the best, you it's know, foolish, man, you know, so, but, um, yeah, going back and looking at it, like I said, man, it, it definitely raises one of the top 10 heavyweight fights, top five heavyweight fights of all the time. Yeah. You know? And, and, and- Definitely as far as fights is concerned, but as far as like meaningful impact, it's number one on, number on that one. list. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no other that. fight that yeah. comes close mm-hmm. that was more more meaningful. Yeah. It's yeah. no other fight. Yeah. You know, it's definitely definitely not for, for, for I mean in general. And I'm not even just gonna say for, for you know, African Americans, but for, for in general. Mm-hmm. For anybody that can take the know, good out of it and know yeah, why he did what he did, you know. Exactly. And just you know? and just call what's wrong wrong, you know. <laughs> When you can just yeah. call out what's wrong, wrong, you'll see the good and what he did, you Absolutely. know. And I, I feel like on a, just on a hardcore boxing fan, you really do have to cherish this fight because, like I said, Jack Johnson, he brought something new. He was bringing something right. new in the ring, you know. Right. Like I said, pre rope dope you know, uh, right. talking shit. And that's what <laughs> I'm saying, just, to, like just to be, I mean, with somebody would consider a, 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 a real person. Now, he was doing this in 1900. Yeah, you know, talking, white women, yeah, white women, like that, yeah. jewelry, yeah. gold, te- gold teeth, you know, fancy clothes, custom, you know, suits. He was doing this back then, man. I mean, so it's nothing new for people to think that they inventing something new. Nah, yeah, it's it's been, it's been in our blood. Yeah, it's been there. And sometimes, like when I go back and look at what he was doing and why he was doing it, I feel like there was more of a purpose to it. Absolutely. You know, whenever you're saying, hey. I can walk around with this woman on my arm if I, I, I want. I mean, expressing yourself, yeah. man. 
I got just as much money as you. I got more money than you. I can buy my way out of the law like you do. I can look different. Y'all don't like gold teeth. This is this is part of my culture. This is what they were doing in Africa. Yeah, you know, wearing gold. So it's just like yeah, just being yourself, expressing himself. He was able to do that because Mm -hmm. if somebody questioned him, he could knock their head off too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. And yeah, he was just the type of person, like I said, he expressing himself, but he ain't bullying nobody. Right, like if right. he had that power, yeah, he could be pushing people around. They like no, right. like I said, no, he was an entertainer. You know, he used to he used to dance. He would go to like jazz halls. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, if you looked up the videos up there, like Duke Ellington, you know, composing this. You know, he was just a guy that was trying to have fun. But right. whenever you when he was in the ring, it was business, you know. It was business. You know. Um he definitely was somebody that like you say, a guy like Ray Robinson, you mm-hmm. know, looked at, you know, being an entertainer. It wasn't yeah. just, I'm a, just a dumb box. I'm an entertainer. Yeah. Inside, yeah. outside the ring. So um, that's another whole story. And just boxers just being like, you know, icon, yeah, icons icons in that way. In general. Yeah, just, you just know, doing but, other um, things. Something we might touch on. Yeah. You know. But um, Jack definitely did his thing for that time, man. I, I, I can't keep stressing the, the, the era he lived in because it's bad now. But mm-hmm. this is a time when, pff, mm-hmm. I mean, bad ain't even, you know, yeah, don't even not, define yeah, don't even it, you know. what they were doing, you know. Yeah. Like, you could look at somebody wrong and, you know, Absolutely. just walk in the wrong place and, by and, accident. And, and think about it and how, how weird that is. I mean, like I said, they had guns back then. Mm-hmm. They killing people for nothing now. I mean, but don't, even though in that time they knew that that wasn't going to be a good thing to kill Jack Johnson. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Police, because he had mad encounters with police. You yep. know what I'm saying? Be- yep. Beat up a couple people. Yeah. You know, but um, I guess because he was making money for them, maybe. Money. Is that what it was? Money is power, man. Yeah. Money, they, they, I think they figured that out to a certain extent. It's like, we could do all this and do this, but they're like, man, there's so much invested in it, you know? Yeah. Just like today, an athlete might get busted for some type of banned substance, you know, and the show got to go on yeah, because so many people away. invested in them, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they, they got to think of the long run. They got to think of that long haul. Like, man, this business might shut down now, you know, so it's still a benefit to them. But at the same time, like I said, they, they know how to try to keep you in place. They still might give Jim Jeffries a big, you know, they might give Jack the piece of the film rights, but you're getting so much, you know, mm-hmm. the big part is still going to us. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, man, when you go back and look at it, this fight all around, just to build up to it, the negotiations, it, it, it's still around today, you know what I mean? Maybe not as harsh, but a lot of the things that went on back then, and it, it, it still goes on today, and, you know, some for the good, some for the bad, you know? All right. Like a lot of the technical things Jack was doing in the ring, those, those, are, those are some things, you know, I felt were good for the sport. But uh, was there anything else you want to say on this one? Um, no, that's pretty much it, man. We just wanted to really, you know, elaborate on, you know, a lot of the kind of the backstory with this fight. And, um, you know, the 4th of July was yesterday. This fight took place on the 4th of July. And, you know, people were reflecting on a lot of historical things, I guess, during that time. But this is this is part of history. You know, this happened. And um, we just wanted to bring some of the backstory to light, Ant, because this, this makes the fight. More than a fight now. Yeah. You know, once you know the backstory and, you know, 26 people died because a man won a fight. I mean, it's just, 
it's very interesting stuff. Yeah. Anytime like you can see like whenever a fight, um just like everybody's, you know, trying to ride on your side, say you got to win this fight, you know, that's just just for like your people, whenever it's put that way, that it just makes it so much bigger, you know. Right. With so much people, not just money, but like a whole race is actually fighting about it, you know, that just makes it big, you know. Right. That, that just made it a big fight, man. But yeah, man, um, I mean if y'all wanna look up some some of the footage of the fight, you know, they got it on YouTube, uh it was a documentary I saw, like a three-hour documentary a few years ago called uh, Unforgivable Blackness. Mm-hmm. It was Rise and Fall of Jack Johnson, uh, who was in it. Samuel Jackson, Keith David, they were like doing a narration of okay. it. It, it. It's a good documentary. So you uh, think you actually look up, look up on YouTube and buy it or something like that okay. just to watch it. But yeah, man, uh, I think that's all I got on it, man. Yeah, definitely a classic. Uh, anything we'll say in close be? Um, no, just, you know, we could, I'll, yeah, episode will be next week, July the 12th, right, Ant? Yeah. So, um, we just looking forward to that slow milestone for us. We, we still in the game a year later. Um, and just keep supporting. And like I say, man, this just came from me and Ant talking. Hey, man, let's do something, man. A year later, we still doing it and it's growing and, um, it's just a good feeling, man. I just want to, um, let everybody know to keep supporting. We appreciate it. And we got some, you know, some big stuff coming up for, for the next year. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, and yeah, like you said, just keep supporting. You can subscribe, like I said, on um, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And shout out to uh, with 3,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah. So just follow us there on Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, just keep on uh, interacting with us, you know. It's always good to kind of talk to different people in different places, you know. Yeah, for sure. Get their, we, get their we, take. We definitely encourage people to chime in, come. You ain't got to agree with us. I mean, we won't be debating. I'm not going to be debating with nobody, but you don't got to agree with, you know, what we say or what we post. But, you know, and everything I post is not something that this... I, I agree with, but it's, it's it's boxing relevant. So we just gotta bring it to yeah, the light. We just put it out there, you know. So um, you know, feel free to comment, chime in, agree, disagree, whatever. Um, that's what that's what we did this for. It's boxing talk. Definitely, man. Yeah, all day. That's what we do, man. It's boxing conversation, man. But um, yeah. Before I roll out, just let y'all know I'm Combo Breaker ninety nine. It's your boy Boxing P. And we about to sign out. See y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>